0: 2020 NFL Draft is in the books. The Cleveland Browns, I think, came out looking pretty good. Welcome to the Doghouse, your inside look at the Cleveland Browns on SB Nation's Dogs by Nature. Andy, Matt, alongside Matt Florjancic. And the Browns had, well, they got their first round pick, second, two threes, a four, five, and a six. We'll get to all that and see, give our overall grade on this Cleveland Browns draft. But also, Matt, right off the top, couple of fifth year contracts extended. The options picked up on Miles Garrett. Obviously, no surprise there. But David Njoku, which is interesting because the Browns did draft in the fourth round Harrison Bryant oh. out of Florida Atlantic.
1: Not surprised at all, all by Miles because it no. kicks the can down the road of when they will be able to sign him to a long term extension. It gives them an extra year and also gives himself a chance to prove. Uh, that he has recovered well enough from the helmet swing of doom mm. and is able to much better control his anger and responses to adverse situations. Uh, the other part of it, <laughs> very surprised, not very happy about. I know <laughs> about it. Injoku um, <laughs> is—he looks like he's chiseled out of granite. He, he has the look of Hercules. I mean, just a. Great physique, great size to play that position, great body type. He was young when they drafted him, and he seemingly has not learned very much uh, about the the NFL way of doing things, at least from my perspective. I once watched him in a training camp practice have to have five guys explain how to run a fade route. It was Higgins, Tyrod Taylor, Todd Haley at the time, the wide receivers coach, Uh, or rather the tight ends coach, and then there was a fifth player or another player that came over and tried to help him run it. He still couldn't get it right. And if Tyrod Taylor is taking the time to explain something to you, you should probably listen to him, and you should listen to the wide receiver who knows how to run a fade route. This is a red zone drill, and he couldn't run a fade route. It's like, dude, all you have to do is go toward the damn sideline. (laughs) You could not get it. And then, like, the... That aggravating thing, and uh, i was playing uh, Madden 20 yesterday, and take it for what it is. And Joku had a wide open uh, stick route. I mean, he was right wide open. I threw him the ball. Thinking, man, it's going to be a 20 yard gain. I'm good. He drops it.
0: And he—it's dro- real life. That's—that's that's the magic of Madden. It is real. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and my wife, my God, lover, She was oh,
1: laughing at me because the first thing that came out of my my mouth was. Damn it, why did I do that? I should have known that (laughs) he was going to drop the ball because that's what he does. Mm -hmm. He he finds a way to make these ridiculous catches in practice and in games where it's like, how the hell did you do that? And yet you can't catch a Mm -hmm. simple simple ball that hits you in the hand. It's like, it's got to be thrown fifty feet away from you in like the most difficult angle, off balance with a defender on your back for him to be able to catch the ball.
0: It's concentration. Do the
1: simple things, Doug. Like hopefully this coaching regime can figure out how to get it to work. Obviously they love the physicality and the the raw talent abilities of him. Otherwise they wouldn't have made this move. But they have to find a way to get it to work. And they have to make sure that he can understand concepts and make plays and gets out of his own way. I mean, there was one practice in training camp, and he's never really had a good training camp. Uh, Been there for all of them, and he's never been consistent. The first first couple practices, I believe it was two years ago, so ahead of 2018, he had a particularly hard day, and he was talking to the media that day. Well, he walks away, and I think it was Christian Kersey who was following him into the interview room. And as is walking out, uh, Kirksey looks at him, he's like, hey, Njoku, uh, the Chugs machine's in the field house just in case you want to use it. <laughs> and he looked back at Kirksey and had a two-word uh, response, and I'll just leave that to the imagination there because you can't see it on air. <laughs> but yeah, it's been a problem for him for a long time, and hopefully uh, this this coaching regime can get him worked out because he is a I mean fit you can't make a better player he in did, Madden no. from a size and physicality standpoint than David and Joku. No. But you have to get it between the ears and you have to understand concepts and you have to make the simple plays. OBJ has the same problem sometimes. He can make all these crazy, ridiculous catches and then you you throw a slant route and it hits him in the hand. Like everybody goes through that. It's just a little bit more common with David.
0: Yeah, and the supreme athlete, high school, uh, 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 what is it, high jumper record and all that? Like it all comes. It all comes down to. It comes down to concentration and knowing the playbook. And both those guys did know it last year, anyway. And and Matt, when you look at this, if David and Joe, well, even if they did,
1: Andy, I'm not. Even if they did know the plays last year, I'm not sure it would have mattered because the guy calling the plays was calling shit that stuff that they didn't practice all week long and then Munkin's like what are you calling this
0: for we didn't practice yeah it. that that's the disaster part of what last year was but the thing is if David Njoku cannot succeed in a tight end focused run and tight end focused offense like Kevin Stefanski has there's no chance so I'm surprised too that his fifth option was actually picked up like it would have I think been better of a okay hey prove it if you ball out Cool, we'll re-sign you, or you can test free agency. We have this Harrison Bryant kid. Like maybe it's a case where they hope uh, that Najoku does well, and you can trade him or something. But uh, I, uh, boy, I I know Stefanski likes to use the tight ends. It was just an interesting pick, and then to extend him. But heck, maybe they looked at the tape, man, and maybe Stefanski said, "No, I got him. I can fix him." Right, famous last words. But maybe that's the case, and they, and they want to get him into camp and see what he can do.
1: Yeah, I think at this point they're trying to see if there's any value there. They're not going to carry five tight ends. I mean, they're not going to go Baltimore Ravens and go three yards <laughs> in a cloud of dust where they run the ball for over 200 yards a game and the only people that catch passes are the tight ends. They're right. not going to do that. At least I hope not, not with Landry and Beckham on their roster. But they are going to have two tight end sets. And you figure that Hooper's the far and away number one option got to be and then you look at it and it's in joku and the rookie and maybe Farrell brown and stephen carlson competing for that second and third spots. but they're not there's not going to be a forced tight end on this roster this year there's there can't be i mean mm. mathematics don't support it you have a crowded backfield you have a crowded receiver room you have a couple of quarterbacks to get on the active roster. And then you have probably eight offensive linemen. You're not going to be able to afford four tight ends. A, you're never going to use them except on special teams. And B, I don't know that Njoku can do special teams. So it's really going to come down to whether he can run the offense or not, in my opinion.
0: It's going to be fascinating to see how this unfolds, especially Matt, if there is limit and well, we expect it to be limited, but any sort of off season program, because then it's even that much more difficult. So, Um, that's all left to be seen, but let's get to the draft here. Let's get to the draft. I absolutely loved the Browns first two picks for sure. You had Jedrick Wills, offensive tackle Alabama. Now, Matt, Andrew Thomas was taken off the top and from a, a safety kind of a, a high, but maybe the highest floor, lowest ceiling. Andrew Thomas seemed like the plug and play guy. No real surprise. The Giants took him. Dave Gettleman's as old school as they come. Um, and then I thought maybe Tristan Wirfs, but... It comes out, and and I forgot about this at the time, but Joe Thomas said Jedrick Wills was his favorite guy out of this draft. The uh, Andrew Barry agreed, and then Joe Thomas said, "Hey, I'll tutor the kid." Well, okay, sign me up. If Joe Thomas likes you, Andy's gonna tutor you. I'm I'm just fine with Jedrick Wills.
1: Yeah, I loved it. Thought it was a good pick. I know nationally, the Browns kind of got hammered for it, but. I didn't think it was a bad selection at all. I thought it was a very good selection. You're getting a guy who, although he played right tackle uh, at Alabama, was responsible for protecting the blind side yes. of a quarterback uh, because Tungo Vailoa was left-handed. So they needed uh, uh, their best offensive lineman to protect his blind side, and now he's going to be protecting the blind side of Baker Mayfield. Well, at least that's the early indications that he will. But, um, yeah, I had no problem with that pick at all. Uh, anytime you can get a guy out of Alabama that is an impactful player like that, you, you take that chance. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, good players don't grow on trees, but they sure do in Tuscaloosa.
0: Right. They, they spring out of the ground with Nick Saban. Uh, second round pick, 44th overall, Grant Delpit, safety out of LSU. And this would be a, a theme uh, for, for for the Browns, you get the two <laughs> LSU players there. Hey, you know, what? good players. I don't, I don't care where the heck you're from. If you're a good player. But Grant Delpit, Matt, is fascinating to me as a safety because the word was if it was if he came out in the draft last year, he would have been a first round pick for sure. He battled through a high ankle sprain, showed real gamesmanship, just powering through. But had some tackle issues because he wasn't a hundred percent. Doesn't seem like it's going to be something that is a a ongoing concern. But this dude looks like a gamer. He can cover. He can hit. I'm pretty excited about Grant Delpit. Um, do you think he starts right away? Like, I think he's at least going to compete for it.
1: Yeah, I would think he would at least compete myself. I agree with you on that one. I wouldn't be surprised if he starts day one. This this kid can play. Yeah, um, He's tough. Obviously, if you're playing through high ankle sprain, you're, you're pretty damn tough. I mean, it's one thing to be you know, an offensive line where you don't have to move a whole lot, but you are still putting a lot of pressure on your leg. This is a guy that has to fly around a secondary Mm guard people. And running on a high ankle sprain isn't exactly fun to do. And he was able to do it and get through it and whatnot, and you have to tip your cap to him for that. Um, Personally, I thought it was a great pick because I had seen projections early on that he could be the Browns pick at 10. And to get wow. an offensive lineman like Will at Penn, and then get Delpit, who, for all intents and purposes, is like a first round pick, uh, midway through the second round after you trade three spots down with the Colts. I thought that was a steal of a pick. I was really happy with that selection.
0: Yeah, that was nice. And he joins uh, former teammate Greedy Williams as well in that Brown secondary. Before we get on to the other picks, Matt, what do you think of, and by the way, folks, follow us on Twitter at AndyMC81, at Matt Fleurjancic. What did you think overall of the draft, right? It was virtual. We saw into the coaches' homes and GM's homes. My favorite was Bill Belichick. His Husky was on the chair when I pick him in one time, another time. Another time, he wasn't even there. And, Matt, I'm pretty sure in the third round, he changed into, like, black velvet pajamas. Like, he just doesn't give any Fs, Bill Belichick. Like, what, what a, an ultimate troll. I love, I love it.
1: Well, the funny thing was he looked like he locked his computer... <laughs> in front of his dog when yeah. they went back and they showed it and kind of he appeared to press a button and i don't know if he was trying to wake up his computer or if he was trying to lock it in front of his dog in case the dog hit a button and dog hit made a in pick. a
0: pick. dog made a pick. it oh, was
1: hilarious when, when that camera popped up there i promise you my wife can attest to this I started to cry because I was laughing so hard. That's a,
0: it, it, it was, a I love
1: Siberian Huskies. I think they're beautiful dogs. And B, that's just classic Bill. Oh, that is oh, yeah. the I don't give a you know what Belichick. <laughs> and it was great.
0: You you know what's funny though, Matt? I, I'm actually surprised that the like the thought or creativity put into the dog's name of Nike. I thought Bill Belichick would have just named his dog Dog. It's like it's a dog. It's a dog, so I named him Dog. That's his yeah. name. That's, that's what he is. He's, he's, he's you know,
1: the the <laughs> thing about Bill is he surprises you. He, he's, I mean, he's he's very smart and he understands how to play the game, but he also does like to
0: troll people a little oh, bit when oh, he gets
1: yeah. an opportunity. He doesn't do it often, but he he does enjoy it. You can you can see that and you can tell.
0: What a crusty gem. It was, uh, you know, for for the situation. I, I, I thought it was. I thought it was handled good. Uh, they announced Las Vegas would get the 2022 draft. Cleveland still keeps 2021. So Matt, all this better be sorted out by 2021, because my ass is getting to Cleveland, Ohio, one way or another. If I have to, if I have to ship myself in a crate to get there for next year's draft, I'll tell you that. It's better be. This, this, this nonsense better be all done. <laughs>
1: Oh, trust I know I know you're gonna be here <laughs> I will, if, if you have... and uh it better be done i i I hope you're here in September and I hope we're up there on bye week this year with this uh schedule or when the schedule comes out we'll see when the bye week actually is but you know we, we want to get back to life sort of normal only if it's healthy enough to do so and hopefully uh, it'll be there by the football season. hopefully, it doesn't mm. take the till 2022 like some experts no. are
0: no. anticipating
1: but you know only time will tell on this thing we're We're dealing with an unknown uh a devil that's uh, pain and you know where. And we're we're all just trying to get through it together, but separately.
0: Yeah, exactly, Matt. If if they don't, and it's game day, and you get an anonymous, uh, unmarked, uh, a five foot ten long uh, crate package delivered to your front door in Cuyahoga County, uh, it it, it open it quick because uh, I'm probably running out of air inside. <laughs> I'll, be I'll be there. All right, we'll
1: do. I'll bust out the hammer and shit. just <laughs> we'll crack it open. Just, just a bit. And the I, first, mean, I know it. the first thing you're gonna is You're not going to ask for oxygen. You're not going to ask for a hug or a handshake or a brat or a beer. You're going to ask for a Cleveland whiskey.
0: You, you you're damn right. I'm going to ask for a, a straight up Cleveland <laughs> whiskey, and and we'll do it. No doubt. Our buddies at Cleveland whiskey. Yeah, forget, to do forget the
1: old fashioned. If you ship yourself in a crate, you're going Ooh. old school. You're just taking the shot. <laughs> There's no mixing.
0: There's no mixing there. I'll tell you. All right. <laughs> All right. So days one and two. Uh, day one we got Jedrick Wills out of Alabama, left future left tackle Grant Delpit, safety out of LSU that began day two. Also on day two of the draft, pick 88, Jordan Elliott, defensive tackle, Missouri, and that 97 Jacob Phillips, Phillips linebacker, another LSU product. Now, Matt, I, I when you get to this point in the draft, I like Elliott as just they needed the Browns did need some depth when it came to that defensive tackle spot, he's not an Aaron Donald. He's not going to rack up a bunch of sacks, but seems to me he's a guy that can help push back the pocket, can stop the run a bit and be generally disruptive. What did you think of uh, Jordan Elliott out of Missouri defensive tackle?
1: Yeah. I mean the same thing. He's a disruptor up front and that's really what you're asking your tackles to do. Unless you have a, a freakish athlete like Aaron Donald, you're, you're, gonna ask those guys to plug gaps and to make things difficult by just taking up blockers and clearing lanes for the linebackers to shoot through and make plays
0: yeah so you got essentially a rotational guy right Larry Ogan Joby Sheldon Richardson this is another piece of that now the linebacker I think I'm starting to come around on a map but you know what maybe it's the the Ohio State bias or whatever right like I, I wanted Malik uh, Harrison instead I thought that would have been amazing. Um, but they get Jacob Phillips out of LSU. Yeah, we're not going to talk about where he and Dobbins oh, went to. Don't we're even... not going to talk about that. I was so, okay. Yeah, the freaking Ravens. I was so, so angry. And, and, quick sidebar, my guy, how often i have been talking talking about Chase Claypool, Canada's own wide receiver, 6'4", 238, ran a 4.4240. I know those stats off the top of my head. They're ingrained in my brain. 40 and a half inch vertical. The Steelers, man. Why? Why football gods? Why do you do this to me? Now I have there to. Was, oh, there was there was
1: another Canadian that was drafted out of Abbotsford. Yes, I believe.
0: Uh, no, Claypool was Abbotsford. The other one was a defensive lineman, um, oh. Neville uh, Gellamore, uh, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. went somewhere. I don't know where he went.
1: I knew there was a second one drafted, <laughs> but you're here for him because I don't think he went to anywhere. No. you know that you you hate.
0: Oh, not nearly as much as Pittsburgh. Oh, so, <laughs> so, so like. Claypool to Pittsburgh, Dobbins to the Ravens. It's like, really, man? Oh. Dude, he's going to be a star. Of course he In is. that offense, if, if they
1: run the way that um, we think they're going to because of what we've seen from past Ravens teams – that guy's going to be a star. Oh, man.
0: He is. Claypool as well. I think it helps him and Juju Smith-Schuster. Juju's much better, of course, as a complementary piece. You put that big dude on the outside with Big Ben back? Come on now. Halfway through the year, he's going to be your DK Metcalf uh, right there. So, you know, hopefully they're not too good and they suck when they play us. But, man, that, that, that was a little bit of a heart-wrencher. Um, what about Jacob Phillips, though? Linebacker, Browns need linebacker depth. Got one in the third round. Admittedly, I don't know too much about him. Um, seems like he's a, he's a sound tackler. But what what do you know about him?
1: Uh, he is not going to wow you with the highlight reel plays. To me, he seems like a faster version of Joe Schobert. Okay, he's a, a guy that can make plays. He's not going to make a lot in the backfield. He's okay. going to make a lot at the line of scrimmage or a little bit beyond it, but he's a solid. He's a solid athlete. Can he it's, cover? There, there, there's enough there to work with okay. that you can that you can mold into being a competent linebacker. But I, I really don't think that um, he's going to have to start from day one. I think we're going to look mm. at Mac Wilson as being a starter, and then I. I think they're going to give Taki Taki a shot to prove what he can do.
0: And then you got, who did they sign? Goodson? Is, it? is his name the uh, in free agency as well? Yeah. Okay. So you got that. They, they did
1: sign one in free agency. So yeah. you got, this was a depth pick. And yeah. in the fourth round, you you start to, or third round, and the third, early fourth, you start to see those depth picks sure. come in off the board. And yeah. you understand that this is how you build a roster.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's that's fine. If that's the uh, linebacker they deem best fit for the system with Joe Woods, defensive coordinator. Fine. Now, we talked a bit about Harrison Bryant tight end, Florida Atlantic had a massive game against Ohio State. Uh, He's a guy, Matt, that looks like it's just he wants to play football. He has that cliche high motor. He'll block. He'll catch. He can make plays just seems more like I don't want to say work ethic-wise is a problem with David Njoku, but it seems like Harrison Bryant is willing to do whatever is asked of him, and it doesn't matter if it shows up on the stat sheet. Is that fair?
1: Yeah, he's a guy that's just going to go out there and handle his yeah, business. Yeah, um, And that's what you want. If you ask him to block, he's going to block. If you ask him to uh, run a route, he's very proficient at it. and He can find space and make plays.
0: Good hands, so, too.
1: Yeah, not really... I mean, I I'm, I was excited about the pick because I, I really thought that when they signed Hooper and then now when they drafted Bryant, that Njoku would be the odd man out. Yeah. And I think right now they picked up that fifth year just to make it more attractive in a trade Mm,
0: could be yeah 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 and then the fifth round you have nick harris center out of washington also played guard love that ad as he was a a senior bowl darling a real riser and matt in that you have a backup for jc treader and heck maybe he can maybe he competes at right guard as well so you have some depth on the uh on the o-line at that standpoint um i got no problem with anything else you want to add about nick harris seems like a a nice nice uh, spot ad at uh, out of washington
1: I think he's a guy that could come on and start for this team. Not set like guard but he does have a little bit of experience at guard, too. And the Browns really yeah, – we don't know what we have at right guard right now.
0: No. It's it's, it's open. <laughs> we it's traded open.
1: a bunch for two guys that couldn't play or couldn't earn the job. And now we're getting you know to the point where we think we have the tackles worked out, left guard and center are solid. Right guard still a question mark. Let the young kid compete and see what he's got. If he surprises you and he can pick up the system and is ready to go, it'd be great.
0: Yeah, and you have Wyatt Teller. I think Drew Forbes is still kicking around somewhere too. So there's there's some options. Yeah. Be, and, and the rest of the O line is is pretty well taken care of. So if the one if you have to have a weak spot, I'll, I'll take right guard and hopefully one of those guys can solidify that. The last pick for the Browns, Matt, 187th overall, round six. Donovan Peoples-Jones from that team up north. I know we try not to say the name, but this guy out of high school, just an elite-level athlete, never quite put it together at Michigan, and there's talk, was it him, was it the system, was it the coach? It's a so-so oh, team. But it seems like if you're going to take a flyer on a big-bodied receiver who has flashed big play potential and who's fast, heck, why not take him six sixth round? If he doesn't work out, so what? If he does, then, heck, you, you, you got steal.
1: Yeah, you could on paper. I'm not real confident in it. His numbers weren't that great. No. He only had 434 receiving yards last year. I would have been much happier. And yeah, this is where my bias kicks in. But there were a lot of other receivers that played right down the damn road in Columbus mm-hmm. that uh, seemingly got avoided by everybody and then ended up signing contracts with the New York Giants. Um,
0: yeah, two did. Not two went. Yeah, Austin, Overly Matt thrilled about did. the
1: pick. Austin Mack and Benjamin Victor both went to the Giants right. and they were on the board obviously at the time. I I don't know where they were slated to go if they were slated to be undrafted free agents or what have you, but I'm not I'm not sold on this. This seems like a throwaway pick to me. the guy that has some special teams value and is likely going to have to earn his roster mm-hmm. spot because of special teams. So ultimately we'll uh we'll see how this plays out, but I don't expect a guy that was chosen that late to be an impact player from day one, especially not at that position.
0: No, I, I think he, he has the measurables. He has the upside. You take a shot. I would have, the one negative I have about this draft, Matt, and I'll grade it right now. Overall, I give this draft a solid B+. I'm close to an A-, but a B plus. I really wish they would have addressed at some point just a pure pass rusher off the edge. You know, it doesn't have to be can be a rotational guy. I know you got Claiborne in free agency, but just another pure pass rusher at some point would have been nice uh, instead of, you know, an, an extra, um, you know, maybe instead of Donald, Donovan Peoples Jones. There's guys in the sixth and seventh rounds who have like that one pure skill set that you can grab. I would have rathered something like that. But overall, I'm pretty darn happy. I think a B plus they address a lot of needs. You got two starters in the first two picks and contributors the rest of the way.
1: I'll give them a B-plus as well. I liked every pick but that last one. That one seemed like they could have done a little bit better on. Um, But the rest of it was all solid. They filled a lot of holes. Mm -hmm. And now they're going to have the opportunity to hopefully get those guys in at some point well, before the season starts and not just virtually and try to get them acclimated and up to speed. But the good thing is with the veteran coaching staff that the Browns have now, uh, even though they're, uh, their head coach isn't as experienced, he's got a lot of quality assistants that are going to be able to get these guys up to speed quickly.
0: Yeah. And he actually seems competent, unlike our old buddy Freddie kitchens, but, uh, You know, there's no need to relive that. We have lived it all along. Uh, Very good, Matt. That's awesome, man. We'll we'll, uh, probably look, unless there's some big news about the NFL, whatever, jump on after the schedule is released. I think it's supposed to be May 9-ish. So another what? Not uh, yeah, next a couple week. of weeks coming up. Yeah, so not this week, but the next, the next week. So we'll we'll jump on again then. In case, of course, there's uh, there's any news, we'll get on beforehand with that. But um, otherwise, make sure you're following Matt on Twitter. He's got some great blogs and articles up at Matt Florjansic. Myself at Andy Mc1. I got a ton of fantasy football fallout from this draft and the impact, not just to the rookies going to teams, but what their presence now means to some veterans and the fantasy football ranking. So make sure you're checking that out at sportsnet.ca and at Andy MC 81. Uh, good stuff, buddy. Let's uh, let's do it again soon.
1: All right, Andy. Sounds good, man. Stay healthy and stay well up North. And uh, hopefully we'll be seeing you down here oh. sooner rather than later.
0: That's right. Not in, not in a self shipped crate with uh, a straw coming out for air holes. Right. Good. I you <laughs> great? All right. right. Yeah. I know. I want to see you get off the damn plane. Yes, exactly. Okay? And not in a crate. <laughs> exactly. All right. For Matt Floor Jansen, I'm Andy McNamara. You've been listening to the Doghouse on SB Nation's Dogs by Nature.